Welcome to the Encounter Community Church Podcast, where we take God's Word and look at how we can utilize, practically apply it, and implement it into our lives. Welcome back to the Encounter Community Church Podcast. My name is Ken Ballard Jr., and I am the pastor here at Encounter Community Church. And I'm happy to say I ran two miles today. (laughs) Now, why is that so important. You might think, Ken, that's great. Yay. Good for you. But I'm just saying that because I've been in this place where I've just kind of been through up and downs lately as far as my health. Many of you kind of know my journey if you've been listening to the podcast where I got a diagnosis and decided to do something about it. Got to a point where I had lost 15 pounds as a result of it. So felt really good about that. And then vacation happened. And since vacation happened, I've been inconsistent at best. And not only that, the scale has shown that. There are times where I look at the scale and I'm happy because I've worked out once that week. (laughs) Yeah. And then I look at the scale when I haven't worked out at all. And um, let's just say it's, it's a revelation. It's a revelation. Not necessarily the kind of revelation that I want. So I've been wrestling with that question. Like, when you, when you lose your mojo, how do you get it back? When you lose your enthusiasm, how do you get it back? When you lose, like, that, that motivation, how do you get it back? And I know that one of the things I talked about is discover and find your why. I mean, that's helped. Because I've, I've kind of kept that in mind where I've decided, you know, I don't want to go back to where I was because I don't want to put my health at risk. So that's, that's kind of helped. I'll be honest. That helped me this morning to say, you know what, Ken, you just got to get moving. So I made a decision last night. I was going to wake up this morning. I set my alarm, got up, did my run, starting to get sore, <laughs> you know, from that. And it's interesting because have you noticed that when you begin to change one area of your life, how it does spill over into other areas of your life as well? So when I wasn't running over the last couple of weeks or not in, or being inconsistent with my running over the last couple of weeks, I also noticed I became inconsistent with my eating. Lean, and it, let me tell you, the inconsistency wasn't, hey, I ate healthier or hey, I ate less, or hey, I practiced self-control, or hey, I settled on pouring out X amount of chips and only eating what I pulled out, poured out. Nah, <laughs> it wasn't that kind of, kind of discipline. It was the other way around. So with that in mind, I guess... Again, it does, it does bring us back to that question of, well, how do we? Like, once we have lost our mojo, how do we get it back? How do we maintain it? And how do we have it over the long haul? Like, it's, it's, it's again, you know, we talked about Simone Biles. I believe I talked about that last week and Naomi Osaka. And, and there is some truth to how do you keep a competitive edge. That's why when you look at people like the Kobe Bryants and the Michael Jordans, and you look at the Tom Brady, I mean, Tom Brady is 44 years old, 
and still going strong for my Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. Hopefully they'll repeat, we'll see. But how do those guys keep that mentality where they're successful? You, you look at, you know, we're talking about the Olympics right now. How do athletes keep that mentality? And, and maybe with Simone Biles, maybe what we were able to see is sometimes it really can be a struggle. I think if anything, for me, it made her more human to me. Because like, I was like, I, I understood. I mean, I know that they talked about that she got the twisties, which I guess is a, a challenge in the gymnastics where you just lose spatial awareness and it's hard to kind of tell where you're at in the air, which I think in gymnastics, it's kind of important <laughs> but they've attested it to not necessarily being more of a physical thing that's more of a mental thing so how do you maintain that over the long haul how do you get back to that I don't know that's 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 a really really great question and I think it's one that we need to wrestle through and ask ourselves as well we started a, a brand new series last Sunday called solution and it's the word soul, S-O-U-L, Lucian, soul, Lucian. Now, I know that it misspells solution. Of course, it's, it's a play on words. But when we look at a solution, a solution is something that we turn to for answers, to solve a problem. So when I think about the idea of a solution, it is also, where do I turn to answer, turn for answers? Where do I turn to find a problem? And, and bigger than that, for my soul, where is it that I turn to, to that will fill and satisfy my soul? But in order for me to get to that point, there are certain practices that need to be in place. And if those practices are in place, how do I maintain the discipline necessary to keep those practices going over the long haul? How do I do that? That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. If I did, I'd be in a much different place. <laughs> if I did, I'd have written a book about it. New York Times bestseller. Be on a book tour. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where it would lead to. But I'm sure that you can understand what it is that I'm getting at is how do they do it? And how do we do it? How do we get to that place. That, that's something I think I'm, I'm going to explore over the course of this series as well. It's how do, how do we, how do we do that? How do we do that? But in the meantime, what we talked about on Sunday is the heartbeat of discipline. And, and really, why do we need the disciplines? Why do we need to pursue the spiritual practices that are going to allow us to be able to connect with God and who he is. And ultimately, in this message on Sunday, I said that the spiritual habits are, are the heartbeat of discipline is to pursue that which only deeply satisfies my soul. Again, the heartbeat of discipline is to pursue that which only deeply satisfies my soul. So in, in the midst of that, where do I turn? Where do I turn? So I want to encourage you, if you missed the live stream on Sunday, uh, we, we had some recording issues, so I went back and edited it 
So really, when you go back and you watch, you only see the message from Sunday, but you can go back and you can watch that. But hopefully that will be an encouragement to you as well. But in looking at those elements of discipline, why is discipline so necessary? Why is it so necessary? Why is it such a key to develop in my life? And, and here's the truth. I'll be honest. I don't think of discipline as being fun. I, I woke up this morning. I feel better. But I can tell you now, doing my run, I wasn't like, woohoo, yay, I'm running, I'm running, can't you see, I'm running. Like, it wasn't like I was out having a really good time, hands raised in the air, like I just don't care. It wasn't that kind of experience as I was running this morning. Like when we think about discipline and the practices of discipline, we don't think about it as fun. We don't. So because it's not necessarily fun, we also don't always see it as appealing. Although we know that there is a level of it that is a necessity for the sake of our spiritual health. We know that and we know that there are certain disciplines I need to put in place for my physical health certain disciplines I need to put in place for my mental health. So again, there are certain disciplines I need to put in place for my spiritual health. I, I, I know that, but when it comes down to brass tacks, right? When it comes down to actually doing it, that's another different side of the spectrum. But I do want to encourage you, go back and, and listen to the message because I just gave some insight on why it is such a necessity in our lives. And I just wanted to, I guess, further build on it. The things that I'm going to say, and let me tell you, like, if you come to my podcast for deep divine revelation, you may not always find that. Matter of fact, you may find that, wow, this guy says similar things or similar thoughts or similar topics they, they come consistently over and over again. And maybe that's because those, those are just some of the things I tend to wrestle with because that's what I talk about. I, I tend to talk about the things that I wrestle with and deal with in my own life, the things that I'm learning, the things that I'm working through. So, so maybe there's some element of that where you hear things come back and they, they kind of recycle themselves in the podcast or in my messages. And again, for those of you that consistently are a part of the podcast that you're listening to, thank you so much for just allowing me the opportunity to be able to speak into your life on a weekly basis. For those of you that are here for the first time, thank you so much for giving me an attempt, for giving me a try to have the opportunity to speak into your life. And I really hope that as you walk away, you walk away with being fueled up, walk away with feeling like, wow, I'm ready to face something new that maybe you're also that you will also walk away with wow I'm, I'm ready to respond to the challenges that I'm facing the challenges that I deal with in my soul the challenges I'm dealing with in my heart and maybe just maybe you'll respond with you know what I am ready to begin to do what is necessary for me to for me to grow and to to deepen my connection with God and who he is and also begin to be able to deepen my connection with others that God brings into my life as well. 
I'm ready to do that. I'm ready to do that. So what I wanted to do today is, is I wanted to continue looking at the heartbeat of discipline and why it's so important. And, you, and I found a passage that really spoke to me about this, and I really hope that it speaks to you about this as well. But it's in Colossians chapter 3, and beginning at verse 1, it says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ. So let's just stop there. Why are the spiritual disciplines so important? Well, we'll just think about when you are trying to do something new. Like when you start a new job, right? Aren't there certain aspects of the new job that you have to try? I was, again, sorry about this. <laughs> I, I'm going back to Tom Brady again. I know, I know. And the Buccaneers. But I was watching a reporter this morning, and, and they were asking the reporter, like, what is the difference that you see in the Buccaneers offense this year compared to last year? And one of the things that she was saying was last year was more difficult because of COVID and offenses not being able to get together and practice. But more importantly, this time last year, Tom Brady was having to learn a new offensive system. He was having to learn a new terminology and all of those other elements. Well, think about that. Isn't that the same way? Like when you start a new job, although there are certain skills that you have from a previous job that you had, you still have to bring in the, you bring those skills with you, but there are also certain things that you need to learn. You know, you need to learn your new boss and their mindset and their process. You need to learn the new system and how does it work and how do you fit into it and how do you, you need to learn the processes of this new job so that you can begin to thrive in this new job as well. If you start a new school, you know, again, my kids were talking about this whole idea of graduating high school and going into college and Again, when you, when you make that transfer, when you go from high school to college, it's, it's a different life. It's, although you're still a student, it's a different learning process. And for those who adjust to that learning process well, they do well. But for those who don't, it becomes a struggle. And I'll tell you, for me, it was a struggle. It was a struggle adjusting from high school to college. Uh, I don't know if my high school just didn't really prepare me well enough. And that's a whole nother conversation about inner city schools and their ability to be able to prepare students for uh, university life. Do they have the tools that are necessary to provide that for them? We, we can get into that conversation, but that's not what this is about. But again, was I prepared you know, for that? Because it is, it can be a tough transition going from high school to college. I got two middle school kids that will next year be going from middle school to high school, dealing with that adjustment. Whenever you start something new, there is always a learning curve. And it's kind of that way. I love this. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ. So new life. So, so in other words, there's something different about your life. And in, in order for you to get the most out of the new life that you are now being called to live, there are certain disciplines that need to be in practice. There are certain systems that you'll need to put into practice. There are certain practices <laughs> that you'll need to put into practice so that you may get the most out of this new 
system. I love that. Since you have been raised, raised from what? Raised from your old life, raised from the things that killed your hope, raised from the things that killed your joy, raised from the things that killed your relationship with Jesus Christ and who you could be, raised from the things that killed your relationships, raised from the things that, again, could be a setback to your life and who you are. You have been raised from that mindset. You have been raised from that habit. You have been raised. But here's the thing. In order for you to be raised from it, you have been raised from it. But there's a difference between being delivered from something and now living like you have been delivered from something. For example, going back to the days of slavery, when the Emancipation Proclamation was implemented, they found that for the slaves, for some of them, although they had their freedom, they went right back to the same practices as a slave because they had no idea of what it meant to live life as a free person. And some people were able to thrive according to that new life, but some people just fell back into what it was that they knew. So although you have been raised to a new life, there is still that possibility that you will fall back to what you know. And then once you fall back to what you know, now that brings with it a series of questions. Here's an example of one of those questions. Am I really different? Did I really change? Is God really in me? Does he really exist? I thought I would be different because of my faith. But now I still find myself falling back and wrestling with the same old struggles once again. I find myself doing that. Why? Because in order for you to be raised to your new life, you need to live differently. And so that's what the spiritual disciplines empower us to begin to do is to learn how to live differently. I love this. It goes on to say, again, before it says, set, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, the next line it says, set your sights on the realities of heaven. I like that. Set your sights on the realities of heaven. The realities. That is a huge term. The realities of heaven. Now, why, why is that so important? Because the realities of heaven may feel distant compared to the challenges of today. So again, now I have a choice. Do I live my life according to the challenges of today or do I live my life according to the realities of heaven? And I love that. Set your sights. Set your sights. And again, I, th I, th I talked about this a few weeks ago where I talked about our, our mindset and how we have a tendency to see what it is that we think. Again, we have a tendency to see what it is that we think. So, so what do I mean by that? If I think of myself as a failure, 
then when I meet obstacles, I will see the obstacles and how those obstacles can paint me as a failure. Or if I see myself as an overcomer, I may have the same obstacles that I did when I saw myself as a failure, but now I see them as opportunities for me to be able to overcome. It really does boil down to perspective. And how do I look at things differently? So set your mind on things above. Don't they talk about that with athletes? Again, one of the things that they challenge an athlete to do is to go in and picture yourself. Picture yourself as an overcomer. Picture yourself as successful. Picture yourself, like have that kind of confidence where you believe that going into this competitive challenge that you are about to face, where you already have in your mind the picture of what the outcome is going to be. Because the truth is, if you walk into a battle having assumed that you are going to lose the battle, then more likely than not, you are going to lose the battle. So in setting your mind on the realities of heaven, here's what the reality of heaven tell us. The realities of heaven tell us that the war has been won. That I'm going to have some battles. The reality, I am going to have some battles right now until I get to that place. But in the meantime, the war has been won. I just have to realize that this battle does not dictate the outcome because the war has already been decided. And as a result, since the war has already been decided, I can go into this battle with a mindset of victory and being able to overcome because again, the victory has already been declared. I've already established, I am going to spend eternity with my father in heaven. There is nothing that can change that. There is nothing that can rob me of that. There is nothing that could cause me to be separated from what it is that God has promised me. And God has promised me himself that if I believe in him and if I pursue him and follow him, I will receive him. I will receive him and he will receive me. So I love that. Set your sights on reality, realities of heaven. Why? Because that's where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. That's where Christ sits. Now here's the beauty. In, in Hebrews chapter 4, it tells us that we have a high priest who understands what it is that we're going through because he walked through the same temptations that we have walked through. The only difference between us and Jesus is the fact that Jesus was able to not yield to the temptation. But he understands. He understands the temptation to want to quit. He understands the temptation to want to compromise. He understands the temptation to want to take the easy route. He understands the temptation to get pulled in a direction that you never really wanted to go and He understands the temptations that can wreck our lives. He understands them because He has walked through them. And again, the only difference between He and us is He walked through them successfully every single day of His life. That's the only difference. So where we compromise, He has overcome. But the good thing is, 
because that's where Christ is. The beauty of that is also that's where we will be as his brothers and his sisters as well. Verse 2, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. So what does that mean? Again, I just think it goes back to perspective. I think it goes back to focus. Because here's the truth, the things of earth can be overwhelming. We're still talking about COVID. And now we're talking about the Delta variant. And now we're looking at the possibility because infections are on the rise, hospitalizations are on the rise, unfortunately, deaths are on the rise. So now they're looking at implementing things like, once again, are they talking about, do we go back to this mask mandate once again? And again, let me make this really clear. This podcast is not about telling you which way to go. Mask, not mask, vaccinated, not vaccinated. That's not what this is about. That's for you, and that's for a decision for you to make according to your life and what you feel like your convictions are. But, but there's no doubt that there is a rise in the challenges of COVID. And then not only that, for many places, July 31st was the end of the evictions moratorium. So now we're talking about the possibilities of, am I going to lose my home? Am I going to be kicked out? And then what about the other side? Like I was talking to our associate pastor this morning and I was looking at the eviction moratoriums that were put into place to protect renters, and I understand that. But what about homeowners? Were there moratoriums that were put in place to protect them? Because now if I can't pay my mortgage because my renter is not paying his or her rent, what does it, what does it look like in losing my home? And are we going to see an increase in foreclosures in our country because of this whole domino effect of what's going on? So it can become very easy to become so overwhelmed with the problems of earth and the things of earth. And I'm not saying to ignore them. I'm not saying that, you know, in the name of heaven, that like the ostrich, we put our head in the sand and pretend that the problems don't exist. But the realities of heaven are the things of heaven. Tell me again that the things of earth don't have a final say. There's another passage in Hebrews that, that tells us that the things of earth right now, they're just temporary. And it just tells us to keep our eyes on that which is eternal, to keep our eyes on things that will last. And even if I'm here 60, 70, 80 years, and I'm hoping that I can get as many years as possible because I would love to see what happens with my kids and grandkids and our church and all, all those other elements as well. I, I want to see all that. But, but when I look at all of that, the truth is, where's my focus? So think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ and God. You died. To, so also not thinking about the things of this earth. If we're talking about the idea of our spiritual disciplines, it's not thinking about the, not thinking about things the way that we used to think about things, not looking at challenges the way that we used to look at challenges. 
But now that we began to look at things of earth and the things around us, because now our life is not here on this earth, our life is with Christ. That's, that's where our real life is. So, so with this in mind, how do I get to that place? How do I have that new mindset? How do I get to a place where I begin to look at things differently? That's why the spiritual disciplines are so important. Because I cannot retrain my mind if I don't expose it to the things that are going to train it. I can't begin to retrain my thought process if I don't expose myself to the things that are going to change my thought process. And I love this, verse 4. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. But I love that part. And when Christ, who is your life, that's our new life now. That's our new focus now. That's our new home now. He's our new home now. He's our life now. So why are the spiritual disciplines? necessary is because it allows us to not only see life differently but to see Christ differently and again one of the things that I talked about not too long ago is the difference between our belief in God and our beliefs about God and I heard something this week and actually I'm going to dig into that with our next sermon series because it's, it's a really powerful thought. And the thought is, in modern day Christianity, have we compromised what it means to follow Jesus by settling for believing in Jesus? Because here's the truth. Jesus didn't call us to believe. He called us to follow. And as we follow, that's when we come to believe. So is it possible to follow Jesus and not be a believer? Well, isn't that what he did with the disciples? He didn't ask the disciples to believe first. He just said, hey, come follow me. Come follow me. And you can see that they didn't believe first, and they didn't even believe in the process. Because <laughs> there were times where they were like, hey, what Jesus is saying doesn't make sense. What Jesus is doing doesn't make sense. What Jesus is asking us to do doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit with the logic of what it is that we've been trained or, or what the logic it is that we believe, what the logic of it is that we've been taught. It, it's just so foreign to us. It's so foreign to us. But yet Jesus continued to challenge. And so the idea is, have we lost some of the, I guess, mojo for lack of better terms have we lost some of that because we settle for believing and the problem is believing doesn't necessarily require life change that's why jesus says things like if you love me you will obey me that's why the father says be holy as i am holy there's something about conduct that's that's why you know it says to your faith Add brotherly kindness and to like it, it gives us in first Peter or in second Peter sorry it gives us a list of things to add to our growing faith and to its and, and those lists of things it gives us are practices that allow us we, we talk about love and again when we look at love we, we say that love is more than an emotion it's more than a feeling but when you look at love according to scripture that love required action it required movement dare I say it required 
following. And so maybe one of the benefits of the spiritual disciplines is that it allows us to get to a place where we've learned what it means to not just believe in Jesus, but to follow Jesus, where Jesus can be seen in the way I live, the way that I think, the way that I act, the way that I care, the way that I love, the way that I serve. Can Jesus be seen in me? And the question is, well, well, how do I get to that place? Spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines lead us to that place where we can become like Jesus. Well, I hope that this has been an encouragement to you, and, and hopefully this becomes a greater motivator to look at the spiritual disciplines. Now, here's what we're going to do over the course of this series is on Sunday mornings, we're going to look at the heartbeat, like why practice the spiritual disciplines. And then on the podcast, we're going to talk about some techniques on how to practice the spiritual disciplines and how to get the most out of them. So why on Sundays, how on the podcast? So I want to encourage you that if you're someone who listens to the podcast, if you can't come on Sunday mornings, watch our live stream and at least just try to watch the message and get the most out of the message so that you can understand the why. Because the why is far more important than the how. If you don't get the why down, then the how will not last. It just won't. So, so we're going to dig into that. And, and I really do hope that this series will inspire you and, and will speak to your life. And then what we're going to do is we are launching a brand new link on our website called Next Steps. So that's something that's coming. And what we're going to do is we're going to take the notes from the messages as well as the notes from the podcast. We're going to put those together so that we create those Next Steps pages that you will find on our website. So I really do hope that this comes to a place where you are inspired to follow Jesus and live for him. Well, again, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to walk with you during this week. And if you are listening on our website, just want to encourage you to head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcasts or listen to podcasts and subscribe. And that way, make sure you turn the notifications on. I love that on Spotify now, if you subscribe to a podcast, you can actually turn on a notification when something new is posted from that podcast and it'll let you know. A little blue dot will pop up next to the podcast. At least that's what it does on my, my iPhone. I don't, I don't know what it does on Android, but that's what it does at least on the iPhone. But a little dot will pop up to let, let you know that, oh, there's a new podcast. They've uploaded something new this week. So I would encourage you to do that. That way, you get the notifications and you automatically have the podcast to listen to. Also want to encourage you, if there's someone that you know that, is, is, that struggles with this whole idea of discipline and, and this has inspired you, then, then please, please share it with them so that they can be encouraged and uplifted as well.
Well, again, just a quick reminder, encounter is about three things. Love up. Let's fall madly and passionately in love with God. And that's what the disciplines allow us to be able to do. Love out. Love out will also increase our passion for others. And what will happen is you'll begin to recognize that there is a, disip- there is a desperation that your soul has for God. There's a desperation that your soul has for him. And once you begin to recognize that desperation, you will also begin to see that level of desperation around you. And that's where that love becomes motivated to practice and give to others. And then not only that, making a commitment to love yourself, grow. And that's what the spiritual disciplines will do. The spiritual disciplines will allow you to be in a place where you will see God's love for you and it will increase your love for yourself. Well, take care. God bless you. And we'll see you once again next week. Thank you so much for joining us for the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you could do us a favor, whatever service it is that you're listening to this podcast on, please rate and review us. If there's anything that we can do better, please let us know. But by rating and review, it also make our podcast easier for others to be able to find. If you would like to support us at Encounter financially with what it is that we're doing to make a difference in our community, whether it's the mobile food bank, whether it's serving at North High School, or making a difference, again, in our community, feel free to head over to our website, encountercommunity.church. Click the link that says online giving. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That way, when we post new live streams or new vlogs, you'll be updated. As well as, please head over to Facebook and like our page. That way, when we post new podcasts, again, new vlogs, new live streams, or have church events, you'll be updated and know what's going on here at Encounter. As we said before, thank you so much. We're so glad to have you with us, and we look forward to you being a part of the podcast next week.